You are listening to the Wannabe Collective, your new variety podcast featuring every fandom that you could possibly think of. On the Wannabe Collective, all wannabes are welcome. Welcome, people of the internet, to Retro Reviews, a wannabe critic production uh, where we review old school movies. My name is Rex, and this is my friend Caleb. How's it going, man? It's going good. I'm uh, feeling good tonight. We just podcast for a different podcast a couple of days ago, so feel like we shouldn't be too rusty, um, even though it's been a while since we've actually done a retro review, but this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, had a busy couple of months, so it's been a while, but we're back. We're here. That's the most important thing. We showed up, you know. Yeah. Going to continue to review these movies. And last time we left off on Back to the Future Part 1. Um, and this is a three-parter. And we're on Part 2. And let's see here. Give a little brief. Uh, so Back to the Future Part 2 um, was is a sequel to the first movie, obviously. And it was directed by Robert Zemeckis and written by um, Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Um, and brief little summary here. Um, this is basically what happens in the movie. Doc Brown takes Marty McFly to 2015. <laughs> um, and it, it's not the 2015 we know. <laughs> This is a, a different 2015. Very and, uh, different. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little bit, but he's basically there to stop Marty's future son from making a horrible mistake that will ruin Marty's uh, future family. And uh, Biff steals the DeLorean and sends this sports almanac back to his past self. So he gets this almanac from the future sends it to his past self and um, Marty and Doc must return to 1955. Um, so we got to keep track of the timelines here. So we went to 2015. Biff sends this almanac back to 1955 and gives it to himself. Um, so they need to stop that from happening so that the alternate version of 1985 doesn't, <laughs> does that sound right? <laughs> I think you did a good job of uh, explaining what is kind of a confusing plot. If you're not familiar with time travel movies, which you probably weren't if you went and watched this movie in like 1987 or 88 or whenever <laughs> this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine actually like watching this for the first time and not having already experienced so many different time travel like movies and theories that have gone on since then um because i actually went a long time without watching back to the future i think i mentioned that last time but um what do you think of this movie do you like it so it's interesting um i i hadn't watched this movie in a long time um we owned all three back to the future movies and for whatever reason, I feel like Back to the Future 2 is the one I watched the most as like a teenager, just because it seemed like the most action packed 
perhaps, because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. And like you said, we were just constantly going from like, you know, era to era to era to era. And uh, so it's kind of intense, but it's just, it's got that 80 cheese real heavy, (laughs) especially early on and more towards the end as well. It's just, it's something, it's something special. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like, you thought the first one was cheesy. (laughs) Like This is extra. This is like, I don't know, on another level. It felt like to me, um, it still keeps the eighties vibe, I think pretty well. And it's just, but it's like in your face, eighties cheesy lines. Well, actually the more of the acting, I think is like the cheesy part and the, yeah. Yeah. The acting and the styling and just the vibe of it is like just so eighties and just so unapologetically eighties. And just like from the first, like, one minute into the movie it just slaps you in the face with it and it's just non-stop but it's still it's it's got some good in there too i mean the 80s aren't all bad it's just it's very 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 80s yeah 80s definitely 80s movies has just this specific style and sometimes it works really well with movies and sometimes it can get a little cheesy i feel like yep. and this yep. one definitely is more on the cheesy side and um, the plot's a little all over the place, I think. Um, kind of feel like it's your, you feel like Doc Brown. You're just kind of going crazy, crazy trying to follow everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, so uh, let's, uh, let's get into uh, some of the characters. It's uh, pretty much the same characters, right? Is do we get, okay, we get obviously the new, you know, the 2015 version of marty and biff um but not too many new characters right yeah i mean the only ones i can think of is like uh marty's son and griff who i guess is biff's son um yeah grandson uh it's interesting because yeah it's like it's no new characters but you're seeing also you get like these alternate versions of like Marty's mom and Biff in the like alternate universe 1985. And they almost feel like new characters themselves. It's it's interesting. And then like old man Biff is like a seems like a new character. But like yeah. overall, it's all the same actors. It feels like there's five actors in this movie and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And you're just getting different versions of themselves. It's really weird. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah i mean so i think my i think our favorite characters may have changed a little bit though because last time i think i think one of my favorite characters was marty's dad and it's like he's not in this movie a whole bunch and it's mm-hmm. not really about him that much so um i was I don't know, a little lost for who I thought was my favorite, but why don't you go first? Who's your favorite character and then your least favorite? Yeah, so favorite, I'm going to have to go with Doc Brown. And I think it's kind of for the reason that you stated earlier. It's like you can relate to him because you're just as lost as he is in a lot of ways. 
like you just feel like you're on this adventure and you have no idea what's going on and kind of the same as him like he has no clue kind of what's going on and uh yeah and then my i mean marty's great in this movie too and has some great you know moments and scenes but he also just kind of seems like the same old marty um least favorite character um i wrote down griff who is like biff's son or grandson or whatever yeah and then i could also carry that over to just every single future character because <laughs> they're all like just terrible people like these terrible like alternate universe 2015 monsters <laughs> like yeah. these people shouldn't exist anywhere ever ever it's they're just terrible pretty much i mean i definitely think the uh mogul like casino owning version of uh biff or griff biff right yeah is, biff. is That's the biff. like yeah is the worst i think yeah like you know he's the sleaziest and then griff um yeah he's basically the same but uh he had some cool new tech like it seemed like he had like electronic like arm strength or something Mm-hmm. And he had an extendable bat, which was kind of cool. <laughs> and just those, he had the pit bull, um, uh, what's it called? Hoverboard. Hoverboard, yeah. And speaking of that, like a whole scene, <laughs> what did you think of that scene? <laughs> so that was, I wrote that down. The hoverboard chase scene is my least favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> because it's, it's so cheesy. And I mean, not only that, but you're also rehashing in a scene that you had earlier in the last movie. Like five minutes into this movie, you're already rehashing something from the last movie. I don't, yeah, I don't love that. <laughs> like you're just doing a complete, like the same exact thing, except for it's with hoverboards now. It felt uh, very theater, like, you know, using the same setting sort of thing. Yeah, it, well, it felt like a parody of itself in a right, sense. Right. Like, and it's weird to see it as like a parody of itself in a sequel that only has come out like a couple of years or like later after the original. So it's, it's just weird and it's really cheesy and just, yeah, you that's like you're experiencing that 2015 in its like full capacity there and it's just it doesn't work super well i mean it, it it doesn't help that now it's 2021 and we know that that's just that reality is just ridiculous but it's just it's really rough it makes me wonder too like who is this who is the target audience <laughs> when they made this movie i had that same thought yeah that exact same thought watching because that. i don't think if i was over the age of 18 i don't know if i would like this movie yeah you know because it's so goofy yeah or maybe maybe that's too uh young maybe more maybe be more like 23 or 20 i don't know but i don't i'm not sure if it would click with me as well I, i might just feel like wow this is so but then again like they didn't have what you know, all the media and content that we've had today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't know what, I don't know. I feel like today we have a more realistic view of like things in the future, even yeah. though that's not true. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be completely different than like they portray it today. But yeah, I don't know. I was thinking of that and I was just like, 
I don't know. It's kind of too goofy. Um, but that's just the kind of movie it is. We talked about that last time. This movie is just, you gotta, you either love it or hate it. And mm-hmm. it's just, you gotta be silly and not take it seriously. And I think that totally transfers over to this movie. Yeah. You can't take it too seriously. Um, just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of like a movie that you know whether you're going to like it or not within like the first like five minutes of the movie. Just because of how much it beats you over the head with its vibe. And I think yeah. it kind of, and I think you're on the right track. It's like we're probably so kind of jaded now with all this other stuff that it just going back to something that in a sense is like that innocent. <laughs> it's just it's it's kind of tough. I don't know. It's just really odd. And I had the same thought because. I had to watch this with a group of friends. So like we went over to somebody's like place and we were like, Hey, we're gonna have a movie night. And my wife was like, Hey, Caleb needs to watch this movie for a podcast. And they're like, Oh, cool. What are we watching? And, we're like, and then um, I'm like, well, I need to watch back to the future part two. And they're like, okay, cool. That sounds great. And then watching this with a group of people who weren't prepared to watch that movie and without the context of the watching the back to the future before it, I just sat there just kind of awkwardly like I made multiple people watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I like felt like I needed to apologize like within the first five minutes and that chase is going on like what what did I do to my poor friends like this is terrible. Like, maybe ruin their night a little bit. But... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not really I'm sure I'm sure they still have fun with it like it's a movie you can laugh at for sure. Yeah exactly. <laughs> Okay, so that was your least favorite scene, and I'm pretty sure that's my least favorite scene, too. Just, it, I don't know, it, like you said, it kind of just felt like a parody, a joke. Just, uh, I don't know, something about it just was whatever. Um, what was your favorite scene? Okay, so my favorite scene, and I mean, this is kind of a lot. I love it when they go back to... 1985 and it's like the dystopian 1985 i that's my favorite part of the movie is all of that because it's like it's them kind of doing something that i don't think had ever been done before and showing that you could have like alternate timelines and like you know altering the past could have consequences and i love that they go back there and they just have no idea and marty is seeing all the stuff and coming to all these realizations i i love that i think that's the best part of the movie and i love like seeing like biff at his full like just you know terrible person potential and like what's happened to um you know marty's mom and the thugs at the casino and like how there's like a tank going through town (laughs) there's just there's a lot going on and it's so different than the rest of the movie in a sense too because it's just so much darker it's it, it it works for me i like it a lot was it was it the mayor that like had like a grenade launcher or a machine gun or something? Something like that? well, it was the principal. The principal, the principal, yeah. So Marty runs into the principal, and while he's like being held at gunpoint by the principal, there's a drive-by comes by and like drive like shoots up the principal's house, and then the principal like pops off shots at the drive. It's like the wildest thing. It's so crazy. Yeah. They got a little uh, Mad Max with it. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah, just that 
dystopian vibe that was pretty cool I, I i'll i will admit like that whole sequence you know where um marty's trying to figure out what's going on you know mm-hmm. it it does have a bit of excitement in there and, and some fun thrown in with it that is a that is a good scene i, I have to agree with you that's w- one of the better scenes of this movie yeah and i think you know just kind of putting myself in the place of like being an audience member back then that would have been something i wouldn't have seen coming Because you presented like with what you think the plot of this movie is going to be right at the beginning of like, you know, Marty has to go into the future to like, you know, fix his family. And then they go back to 1985. And then you're like, well, that was really quick. Is this like, is that it? And then you're throwing a completely like new, like thrown for a loop with a whole new plot and a plot that is better than just you know the simplicity that was going to 2015 and i think it i think it works a lot better i think it's a pretty good little twist and yeah i think that makes this movie a lot better i can't imagine this movie if that was not there yeah i mean going off of that that's something this movie does quite well i think is keeping you on your toes like Mm -hmm. you're not expecting a lot of the things that happen and that continue to happen in this movie and for me, it was like kind of like one crazy thing after the other, you know, and uh, from the start, just even getting that same scene that we see, you know, the beginning intro scene that we kind of get in the first movie. Um, I wasn't expecting that, you know, I wasn't expecting that she comes back and there's this dystopian future and all this stuff and his his mom's with Biff <laughs> and all this crazy stuff i think the movie does quite well uh, at at keeping you kind of not, not prepared for what's going to happen next yep. all the way down to the end of this movie yep um which leads into one of my um one of my favorite scenes was towards the end um right at the end pretty much you know doc uh kind of gets hit by lightning or something and vanishes yeah. And you're kind of like, what's going on? And then someone pulls up in a car uh, with yeah. a letter for Marty, right? And um, it ends kind of on a cliffhanger. But I really liked that scene um, because you're not expecting it. Um, kind of the same with you in the dystopian future. Like, you're not expecting it. And I was n- not expecting the movie to kind of end right there, you know? Yeah. It kind of ends on a big cliffhanger and you feel a little like kind of like this movie wasn't finished a little bit like you know at that time they hadn't fully like uh they hadn't fully changed the timeline yet right yeah so things were they had mostly accomplished what they wanted to do but they still they were still in 1955 like they're yes. still trapped back there. Yeah. And now with Marty being, you know, with the DeLorean being struck by lightning, Marty's stuck there for, you know, all that we know until, you know, that guy shows up that I actually had that. And this is kind of along the line, the same favorite scene, but as my favorite moment was that end of the DeLorean getting struck by lightning and the guy pulling up in the car and all of that is really, really cool. And, and I'll relate this to a movie have you seen dune you've seen dune haven't you yes i recently watched dune yeah 
So I'll relate it to that <laughs> is that, you know, Dune kind of leaves on a cliffhanger too. Like feels like an incomplete sp- story. And we know that it is because we know that there's a part two that's coming out. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the same, same thing with this. It's like, it's an incomplete story. It like feels like cut off like that. And it, you know, leaves you on the edge of your seat, ready to watch the next movie. Cause you want to see what happens. You want to see what happens to Marty since he's stuck in 1955. Now, how do you feel about that? Like when movies do that? Cause obviously we just experienced it was Dune. So how did you feel at the end of that movie? Um, I was so ready to sit through another like two and a half hour long movie. <laughs> so, like, I was, I mean, that's, that's, I love that movie. And I mean, that's just not on the same level as back to the future part two. Like it's, it's different, but I don't mind when, when uh, movies do it and do it right. And it's not like done sloppily or badly. And I'll give this, you know, back to the future part two credit. It does that well. Cause that scene works um, yeah. really well. And it, it, it works, but if it didn't work, it would be weird. I mean, another movie you could relate it to is like the uh, Avengers Infinity War, you know, and there's the snap yeah. and everyone, you know, gets dusted. And, you know, right there in the theater, you're ready to watch any game like you just you want to watch it. And but that yeah. again, those are movies that do that and pull it off really, really well. But unfortunately, not every movie does that. Sometimes it leaves you pissed, like in a good way, because you mm-hmm. want to watch more. And yeah. I think that's the only way to really do it. Um, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, have a, a cliffhanger at all, you got to make it, you know, really interesting so that they want to come back and Dune did pretty good. Um, um, yeah, that was such a great movie. I could talk about that movie for an hour. But. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's, it's just, it's, it's tough now. And what's easier about like back to the future part two is since we, you know, or this movie came out a long time ago is we can instantly go and watch the next part. But like with infinity war, we had to wait a year. Yeah. That was a long watch. Yeah. Before we could watch Endgame, And then with Dune, we're going to have to wait what two years before the next one. And that's the part that kind of stings is like sitting there in the theater and knowing that you're going to have to wait to see the next part. Yeah. It's kind of like watching a show, you know, a lot of shows will end in cliffhangers to get you to watch the next season. And you just gotta, you just gotta uh, suck it up and and uh, deal with the weight because yep. you know the next part could be really good or really bad. You don't know. <laughs> that's so true, so so true. But you want to watch it, and that's the point. It's like, yeah, when it's done well, you want to watch the next part, and you know this movie does that pretty well. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, least favorite scene, we already covered that. Um, and your favorite moment, um, yeah. for me, I think, yeah, my favorite moment is kind of tied to that last scene as well. Yeah. Um, just because it kind of, it just invokes an emotion, I think, in you. And with the doc disappearing like that, you really are kind of like, really, the movie's going to end like this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I need to know what happens. So I am excited to kind of go into to the next uh, movie. Um, now, was there any um, bad things that you didn't like about this movie? Other than just kind of the overall cheesiness, I mean, 
I wanted to talk about the plot a little bit. Like, how did you feel the story progressed and kind of we got through it all? So, okay, that's that's a good point. And maybe I'll focus maybe more on the beginning of the movie. And so at the beginning, you know, Doc tells Marty that they need to go to the future because, you know, Marty's son is about to get into like serious trouble. And, you know, Marty asks, is it, well, is it something with me and Jennifer? Like, are we like terrible people? And Doc's like, oh, no, no, you're fine. You guys are great. But then you get to, you know, 2015 and you quickly realize that, you know, Marty's family is kind of in a really bad shape. Um, So either Doc didn't realize that or he was just lying for some weird reason to Marty. Maybe, you know, to like try to not like destroy the space time continuum or whatever. But uh, I thought it was weird. Like, you know, Marty had this whole like he, you know, had this car accident, like when he was a teenager. I wonder why Doc couldn't have taken him to like that moment, because <laughs> that seems like it would have been a much more pivotal moment, that car accident. And his, you know, family would have been in a much better of a situation. It's just kind of like a plot hole. And you're going to have plot holes like that in any type of time travel movie. But that just seems like a big one. It's like Marty's life in 2015 is terrible. But it doesn't have to be terrible because Doc has a time machine and could go to that moment that made it terrible and fix it, yeah. you know, if that makes any sense. And I think a bigger plot hole even is, um, okay, the Doc is always kind of like a big picture kind of guy, you know, and he mm-hmm. wants to use his time machine for good and like see what humanity is going to become, make sure it's on the proper course why does Marty's life matter so much? You know? Yeah. Why, why does he want to, why does he, he was so fixated on not altering the future in the first movie. And then this movie is (laughs) about, Hey, your life's going to be terrible. Like you, you might want to come fix this. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, isn't that kind of, you know, going against his beliefs and like not altering the future a bit. Yeah, that's that's a good point, because you would think that they could have picked something else and it didn't have to do with Marty or his family to still get to the same main plot about, you know, the dystopian 1985 and the alternate universe, because that's what it's all kind of building to. They could have picked something else in the beginning of the movie and it didn't have to revolve around Marty and his family. And because, yeah, it just it doesn't super work and it just does. It leaves little plot holes here and there. Yeah, and I guess even in the first movie, like his life did alter from them going into the future, right? Yeah, but that wasn't, but that wasn't the point of it. Yeah, like that wasn't the point was to you know go back in time to make your life better in 1985. That was the point. That was just a byproduct, like uh, of you know all of the good things that Marty was able to do in 1955, or how he was able to get things back on the right course. But uh, yeah, definitely didn't have. That wasn't the main point of the first movie yeah so (laughs) this movie definitely not you know perfect in any way shape or form and uh, this movie definitely feels a bit a little choppy yeah feels feels a little choppy um going through but you know overall it's pretty pretty good movie um I would definitely say that I liked it overall. Um, I don't think I liked it more than the first one. Did you? 
No, no, no. I I think this is a step down, like a probably a pretty normal step down when it comes to sequels um following up a great movie. Um yeah. <clears throat> this is this is about par for the course in this sequel follow-up of a movie, uh, especially for the time period. And I mean, it's fine. It's an enjoyable watch, but it's it's also just, yeah, it's just layered with cheese, man. <laughs> great it, Scott. It, yeah, great, great Scott. Um, I'll just mention, I had a couple of other just moments that I enjoyed that I wrote down. Yeah, more sure. kind of more kind of smaller ones. Um, one pretty early on when they get to 2015 and a uh, doc rips off his old face to review reveal his old face. And he's like, I had several, like I had like 15 years, like taken off <laughs> and he like rips off his mask and it's literally just the exact same face. Uh, it's pretty, uh, I like that. I liked when they get back to 1985 and Marty climbs into his window, but it's another family, like another family lives there and you know, like chasing him <laughs> yeah. with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's, yeah. That one was pretty good. It was pretty good. Oh, and the, uh, the pizza, <laughs> the way they heat up food. Yeah, the kind uh, of like hydrator. Yeah, it's like an air fryer <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, why don't we have that kind of stuff? We should. Yeah, flying we're cars. Uh, we don't even have flying cars yet. Well, that you know that brings up a good th- point. I wrote down some of my favorite or most ridiculous future tech um, from 2015. Did you <laughs> did you have anything like? Uh, uh, yeah, the the bat I thought was cool. I mean, that could be made actually now today. But oh yeah, just, that's totally just like why don't I have an extendable, like automatically extendable anything? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that should be super it doable. Should be mandatory, right? Save space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. No, but definitely like the uh, the hoverboard would be mine. Like, yeah, I've always wanted a hoverboard. And I've always thought about just anything to hover related, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. And then we're probably not too far off from that potentially being something that people could do maybe, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we are at all. I think they have flying cars and all that stuff. It's just yeah. like not practical <laughs> and probably too expensive to make. Yeah. And I guess that is kind of the problem with uh, all of that future tech that, always seems so cool um i had a couple of things that we haven't (laughs) talked about one is the uh, tv phone which is basically just facetime but the (laughs) twist the twist is is that it displays all of the callers personal information (laughs) so (laughs) their address their like you know politics their likes and dislikes like their entire like family history is all displayed on the uh, tv and you know, with Facebook, we're probably not too like far away from that sort of thing actually like happening. But I just imagine yeah. the uproar of you calling some random person and, and it's just like all of your personal information is just put on the screen for them to reference during the yeah, phone call. That would be great. And then all those fax machines in his house and stuff. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. The, the fax that. machine that just comes and says you're fired. Yeah. yeah and then the other thing was the back brace that hangs you upside down marty's dad is in like when they get to the house and he's just hanging upside down and like because he threw out his back it's like the most ridiculous thing <laughs> he's just like yeah. floating in midair upside down I, yeah i don't even remember that one <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty quick it's pretty oh, quick okay. but but the, like you see like um 
Marty's parents show up at the house and he like, opens the door and his dad is just upside down <laughs> like a back <laughs> brace. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, yeah there's there some pretty good tech. Uh, I liked the flying cars for sure. Like they looked really cool. I liked and how they had converters for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like where it would go into car mode pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, no, where you could take an old car and convert it into a flying car. Like they were, they had an ad for that. It was like 35 oh, grand. Yes. You, you, for 35 grand, you could buy a system that would convert your old non-flying car into a flying car. <laughs> I would buy that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> if I could turn my car into an airplane for 35 grand, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing I kind of liked, um, I feel like Marty stayed true to his character in this movie. Yeah. And uh, he was really kind of a constant in the same Marty. He's like, why not make a few bucks, you know, get the sports almanac. Like that seems like something he would do for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think they, they did well with the um, keeping the characters uh, pretty much the same. Um even the doc, he's pretty much the same. They're all the same. You know, maybe one critique is they don't experience growth. And I had this issue in the first one. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like they learn lessons or <laughs> experience much growth. Uh, um, but hopefully after this incident, you know, maybe Marty will learn that uh, he needs to uh, not mess with the future. <laughs> yeah. Or just not respond terribly when somebody calls him chicken. Like yeah, he's a five-year-old what, what, kid. What was up with that? Was that in the first movie? <laughs> it wasn't nearly as much of a plot detail as it was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was very 80s. That was very yes. like just, you know, unrealistic, but kind of signature 80s. Like, are you going to call me a chicken? <laughs> yeah, it's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, he just can't turn down a challenge like that. That didn't. Okay, that. I don't know if that seemed as much Marty in the first movie. Like that was a little out there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. It was jarring. I mean, because it happens multiple times and because it's the thing that, you know, somebody called him a chicken and it caused him to end up in a car accident. It's like, (laughs) man, you guys really went heavy on the whole chicken thing. And what was there like one scene of that in the first movie? Like (laughs) they took it a little far. Yeah. Kind of kind of a weird choice but man interesting i wonder how they would do a remake of this movie i bet it would be pretty good i think they could do it i think they they could could definitely do it i think they could probably remake all of these and do it pretty good we should uh we should discuss that on our next on part three at the end yeah that sounds good okay so do you have any favorite quotes anything like that yeah so my first one um i wrote down was where the principal is shooting at the people that just did a drive by and he just yells eat lead slackers it's <laughs> so funny that is a great quote yeah eat lead slackers um That's and then one of the quotes like you wish you could use in your life and it's just probably never gonna happen yeah i'm i'm never gonna have a reason to ever say that to somebody else <laughs> which is probably Maybe. a good thing you know it's a good thing 
actually maybe in a video game you could say it to someone you know? yeah that's probably your best bet <laughs> yeah. i think in any other situation it's just very inappropriate <laughs> yes very <laughs> um and the other quote that i had and i can't remember exactly when this was even said but i thought it was really good i think it's doc brown he said on the other hand it could just be an amazing coincidence oh i think it's when um they're back at the uh um or they're talking about the uh dance in 1955 and how things keep kind of pointing back to that and uh doc brown's talking about how that could be like a you know a big event in like the space-time continuum or whatever and then he's like goes into this deep thing about it and then he just says or on the other hand it could just be an amazing coincidence which i, I like that and it's just a classic doc doc <laughs> quote yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go with Great Scott. Kind of stuck with me this movie. I don't know why. I think it because he says it a bit more. Yeah. And um, I was definitely a slacker and didn't. Uh, I forgot to write down favorite quotes, but that was definitely <laughs> one that stuck with me. Um, so I guess I'll have to eat some lead or whatever. Eat but um, uh, oh, one quick thing before we wrap this up. They make the older characters look pretty terrible <laughs> with their makeup. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not good. I mean, old Biff is uh, like straight out even, of a nightmare. Um, even Marty and um, what's her name? Oh, what that, is her name? Jennifer. His girlfriend. Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. They look pretty, pretty, pretty aged. <laughs> yeah, all of those characters in 2015 are just like they're like from a nightmare yeah i mean and and from you know alternate universe 1985 like you know what that whole scene feels very nightmarish yeah i mean that's the thing is like basically until you get back to 1955 the whole movie just feels like something out of some crazy fever dream nightmare like it's weird and uh I will probably have nightmares about Marty's mom in 1985 because she's, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that was much. That was pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's rough. And he looked pretty, pretty crazy there too. Yeah. Um, anything we're missing? Any other scenes you can think of? Um, nothing too crazy. Let me see. I, I, another thing I like, um, I like when old Biff is talking to young Biff in the car, like in the garage and they're having that whole conversation. And I like how you get to hear the, because yeah. uh, Biff in 19, the alternate 1985 has already told Marty like about that conversation and what happened, but then going back and seeing what actually transpired, I thought that was a cool little setup. Um, and then I also like when uh, doc wanders upon the clock tower setup in 1955 from the first movie. And uh, yeah, like has a conversation with himself and all of that. It just yes, it hits the nostalgia, you know. And I think that was kind of their intent was just to hit the nostalgia, and it pulls that off way better than like the future hoverboard chase scene at the beginning of the movie. It's it does way yeah. better hitting the nostalgia. I re- agree with you. I like the stuff where they're like uh able to like see themselves in the past and like kind of interact but try not to um even with the uh, with the scene at the very end of the movie when he goes back to the doc who's uh you know just sent just sent 
Marty just went off into the future or whatever. And um, it's that same scene from the first movie that we get again. And uh, just like seeing that whole scene again, but you're seeing it from a different angle mm-hmm. and he's approaching and like running um, towards the, the van and everything. I thought that was really cool. And they, they pulled that off pretty well. Like it looks, it looks like exactly the same scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to agree with you there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that uh, about does it. Are you ready to rate this? Yeah, let's uh, let's rate it. All right, um, Caleb, what is your rating for Back to the Future Part Two? I'll give it a six. <laughs> um, it's not bad. It's not necessarily good. It's like just totally kind of like barely above average, which I guess is what a six would kind of be. Um, and you can have fun with it if you go in with really low expectations. Or if you um, are really love the '80s and just love the '80s cheese, and but and I would suggest too if you're gonna watch this movie, it's better to just watch all three of these. I think in one setting, or you know if you want to watch this movie, watch just go ahead and watch the first movie first. I think you're going to yeah. enjoy it more. Yeah, watching the first watch movie them close first. together at least. Yeah, yeah, like maybe like three nights in a row or something. I think yeah. watching this movie singularly by itself makes it really jarring. Yeah, because there's a lot of context that you're missing and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's really tied to the, the they're all tied together pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, yeah, I think um, for me, it was it, it's a six as well, but kind of barely a six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because it feels a little over the top cheesy, um, even way more than the first one, I think. And uh, and it's just not as good as the first one for me. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still a solid movie and it's moving things along with the plot. Um, it's like like I said earlier, it keeps you on your toes. You're not expecting things to happen. And that's always um, pretty good in movies. Like I love movies that can just throw me for a loop or do something unexpected. Um, And this movie does that pretty well. And uh, it is an eighties movies too. So like you kind of expect the cheese, so it's not too jarring. Um, But some of the characters are pretty jarring, like, like Griff and stuff. Um, Just being, I don't know, a super bully, just, (laughs) just, they have weird personalities. It's like, (laughs) It's they're so just, over the top. There are people at like the most extreme levels of being people. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. it is. It's like it's a it's a hyperbole. It's a, a hyperbole of a movie. Like yeah. the characters for sure. Yep. Um. But yeah. So six, barely a six for me, but still watchable and worth watching because you know we're you have a trilogy, and um, I don't um necessarily. I don't remember the next movie, so I'm excited to get into it and um, I'm ready to to be finished with the series and (laughs) kind of see where it ends and uh, see where we're going to go next and what movie we're going to review next. But yeah, that's all I have for today, guys. Um, Any last words, Caleb? No, I mean, this was this was fun, even though this movie was not necessarily to the standard of any of the movies that we've reviewed before still had a great time. It was still fun to dissect. 
Yeah, and that's the beauty of retro reviews, I think, is you're getting nostalgia no matter what. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're taking you're, we're taking a critical kind of eye towards these movies, which I've never done before. And I've never kind of looked at older movies in this way. So I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited to uh, keep going and uh, keep doing these retro reviews. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Me too. All right. Say goodbye. Adios guys. See you later.